Why do we get into cold water? We get into cold water because it sucks, but we know it's going to benefit us in the long run. And it's the same thing with these subjects and these conversations. We got to mm. dive into that cold plunge, get uncomfortable, talk about this shit so that we can all be freed from it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today, we have the wonderful Justin and Emily Baldoni. That's right. What a pleasure it was to sit down with these two. Uh, we got pretty deep with them, babe. We did. Right out the gate. We did. Uh, I really enjoyed our conversation. It's fun because we have a lot of mutual friends, but this was our first time meeting Justin and Emily. And the reason for our discussion was Justin's new book called Man Enough, Undefining My Masculinity just came out and it's a really interesting book. We have a lot of conversations relevant to this. What was the inspiration behind this? Um, if you are familiar with Justin, he is kind of a fan favorite from the show, Jane the Virgin. Mm -hmm. He has also gone on to direct movies like Clouds, which is famous for bringing you to tears and yeah. also Five Feet Apart. Anyway, Justin has a stellar career and he's really passionate about this subject of kind of evaluating what it means to be a man. He's given several viral TED Talks on it. He has a lot of YouTube series about this and that's the inspiration for this book so i really enjoyed our discussion we talk much about this and also religion and we, we really got into it. i think one of my favorite parts about this conversation with emily and justin was talking about how their relationship came to be and how difficult it was from the very beginning mm -hmm. and kind of their perspectives and viewpoints on why relationships should be difficult and the beauty that can come from it. Yeah, they had some really uh, unique wisdom and insight, and I appreciated them taking the time. We definitely pushed the time limit with them. We uh, did, we, we did. We ran it right up to the last minute. But anyway, if you wanna find out more about Justin and Emily and what they're up to, including Justin's new book, uh, we'll link that as well as some of his TED Talks as well. Please check them out. And before we jump into it, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the show and give it a rating on whatever platform. Uh, we really appreciate it and love hearing your feedback. Ready to roll into it? I'm ready, let's do it. Let's do it. Justin and Emily, true pleasure to have you on the show. I got to say, we've been binge watching your uh, episode that you did with people on YouTube, your house tour. And I want to ask, did we hit the infrared bed this morning or is that yet to come? You mean that juve light thing? Yeah, the juve light. No, we did. did we This morning was like pressed <laughs> early. And if I would have done it, I would have woken her up. She would have thought that she was being abducted by aliens. It is so, so bright. <laughs> oh, my God. It terrifies the neighbors. We're under, awesome we're under construction right now. Uh, we moved to the country. We're up here in Ojai. And so we haven't built our master bedroom yet. So we're building a section of the closet where we can hide the juve lights so that it doesn't bother the other person. Awesome. Uh, or That's our awesome. neighbors who think that we're into some weird, freaky stuff, I have a feeling. And they're like, our whole house closed. <laughs> <What's red." laughs> oh, man. I got to say, I feel like you and I would vibe pretty well. I am like a, a tech geek or like smart home. Any cool gadget you can have in your house. Dude, I'm looking at the toilet, your cold plunge bath. I want to buy it oh. all. I need it now. Bro, I got you, man. You guys got to come up. You got to come up and I'll take you on a tour. I'm just a biohack geek, man. I love it. The yeah. challenge is you got to have the time to do it. Yeah. It's not, yeah it's, it's all meaningless unless you actually use it. Yeah. That was one of the first things Andrew was like, did you see the cold plunge? Did you see the infrared? I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. You could dial in the temperature of your shower to the exact degree. Wow. I would love that. You know, I would love that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We don't have it here at this house, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. The cold showers are freezing though up here. Yeah. The cold showers are like a cold plunge. Well, it's mm. nice to meet you guys. Yes. So yeah. nice to meet you guys. Thank you for <laughs> having me. Yes. A congratulations is in order. I want to reiterate, Justin, on your new book, this right here, Man <laughs> Enough. I'm honestly pumped about this because I feel like this is extremely needed. So if you wouldn't mind, we usually start off a little differently, but I would love to kind of have you talk about your book uh, starting out the gate here real quick. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Uh, first of all, I'm excited that you want to read it because it's really uh, written for men. It's a love letter to men. And um, Man Enough, uh, Undefining My Masculinity is really kind of a meditation on what it means to be a man today from, a, from my experience as like a straight, white, cisgender dude. Um, and what I'm looking to do in the book is to invite men into their stories by like showing the raw brutalness of mine. Mm -hmm. um, so I get deep and gnarly and talk about stuff that we don't normally talk about as men, a lot of early experiences, sexual experiences, um, ways that uh, masculinity as a whole has 
not just hurt me, but cause me to hurt people that I love. And what I'm asking that we do is we really start to ask why, to question the system, to question what it even means to be a man, what our socialization has been, why we act the way that we do, why we engage in certain behaviors, why we interrupt the women in our life, why we take up more space, which is I'm trying not to do as I'm sitting here next to my wife with my, leg, with my legs spread open. <laughs> why, 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 it's why, 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 why we cut ourselves off from our emotions, why it's mm. not okay to cry, why, why we use the language that we use mm. so that we can unlock our potential to become not just good men, but good humans and more full, happy, healthy, loving, kind, empathetic humans. Hmm. Uh, Because that's how we change the world. Well, it's powerful. The titles are brave enough, big enough, smart enough, confident enough, privileged enough, successful enough, sexy enough, (laughs) uh, loved enough, and and dad enough. And uh, I got to say, I got the book. We turned directly to the sexy enough because I was like, I want to, I need to check this out. But it was, it was actually powerful. I mean, talk about like, a lot of different topics, including porn, including the average size of a erect penis. And it's like, you kind of, you, you really do just get right after it, which it's funny in a society where, you know, we're used to seeing penis enlargement ads and all these different billboards and things you could find at your local grocery store that I was reading these facts and I felt like a little uncomfortable, which is ironic in that sense, because of we've kind of, yeah, it's, 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 we've been brainwashed to like almost expect mm-hmm. the other side of things as opposed to what the truth actually is. So it's powerful. Yeah. I'm happy with them. It's, it says a lot. That's the chapter you turn to, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is. yeah. yeah. And it's important I, and it's a cold plunge. Please go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, I love everything about this. I can't wait to read it. We're getting ready to have a son, but I feel like there's so much of that that's been depicted for women, like mm-hmm. for so many years that Nobody's really covered the guy's side and it's so important and it's a conversation that needs to be had. If you know me, you know, I love cereal. Our whole family does. And growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But now that I'm older, I know it's important to watch out for empty carbs and extra sugar. So I took a little break there from eating so much cereal. But now I've tried Magic Spoon. And Magic Spoon has classic flavors and the crunch you love, but it has way less sugar and it's high in protein. We love Magic Spoon in the East household. I always get the variety pack. It has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five grams of net carbs with only 140 calories per serving. It's high protein, has zero grams of sugar. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy free. It's pretty wild to think a cereal can be high in protein and low carb and still taste delicious, but it does. I love eating a bowl of the fruity flavor after a workout for some extra protein. And Sean here loves the cocoa flavor as a snack before bed. We think everyone should try Magic Spoon and taste the difference themselves. Go to magicspoon.com slash eastfam to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code eastfam at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, start the new year off right with a delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash eastfam. And use our code eastfam to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, it's also because, if you think about it, women have had to have this conversation because Mm -hmm. women are the oppressed in this situation. We are the objectified, sexualized party here, and we are the ones doing it to you. Mm -hmm. So you've had to, for the sake of your sanity and mental health and for community, be the ones that are engaging and starting these conversations and saying, this is not okay. Mm -hmm. It's not okay that you're doing this to me. Mm -hmm. It's not okay that I'm objectified or sexualized or as, you know, Emily shared early on, like, having boys comment on her body before she even knew what anything was like, I mean, this is the culture that we're all raised in. So, so now what I'm just trying to do is say, well, it's kind of a chicken or the egg situation. We wouldn't be doing it to women if we didn't start with ourselves. Mm. And, and as uh, my dear friend, Liz Plank says, she has a book for the love of men. Your liberation as a woman is tied to my liberation as a man. And so that's the purpose of this book Mm. Is like as men, we got to start asking these questions and going deep and unlocking these hidden truths, these uh, these taboo subjects and topics 
that make it uncomfortable for us to talk about things like body image or body dysmorphia or sex or porn or all of these things. Because the, the longer that we don't jump into cold plunge, the more we're just going to suffer. That's why I kind of call it the cold plunge, right? We just bring it back to like, you, you were fascinated about my cold plunge. Why do we get into cold water? We get into cold water because it sucks, but we know it's going to benefit us in the long run. We get into cold water because it's a mental endurance exercise to know that we can sit in freezing cold water despite the discomfort. When we get out of it, there's bliss and there's joy. Our endorphins are, are, are rushing and we're happy. And it's the same thing with these subjects and these conversations. We got to mm. dive into that cold plunge, get uncomfortable, talk about this shit mm. so that we can all be freed from it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you said that because I, I, I could see potentially someone looking at this and say, well, what are you trying to do here? Like make me feel guilty as a, as a white, you know, straight male for something I'm not in charge of, but really the goal is to have honest conversations so that we can all be better as a result. And in your Ted talk, Justin, you talk about, you know, the, the analogy of the bird with uh, bird has two wings and it can only fly. Yeah, the quote from the Baha'i faith. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, share that if you don't mind. And the Baha'i faith, Abdul Baha says that humanity can be likened to a bird on one wing is female and the other wing is male. And it's mm. not until those wings are equivalent in strength that the bird can fly. And at the moment, my words, our words are that the bird is grounded. We're not flying yet. We're not even, we can't even take flight. Yeah. We're not even because the wings aren't equivalent to strength. Yeah, it, it is powerful. And you mentioned uh, there as well that how can we prevent the situation where there has to be millions of females uh, abused or neglected and then them have to stand up and say, me too. Uh, how can we prevent that from having to happen again? But it's been cool to, uh, on, on that note, to see you and your relationship with your wife, Emily, uh, which has been documented. The engagement? My gosh, dude. What the heck, man? How many dances do you have to learn for that proposal, dude? I think, well, yeah, we did a few. That was just a big, that was just a big, like. Uh, very ambitious. <laughs> but that was but that was also analogous to our dating story yeah it was i, I was loving her in the way that i wanted to be loved yeah and i mean the proposal video was him making fun of how he loves to just do everything so grand everything is big everything is like it has that wow effect and that's the opposite of who i am i like the smaller intimate moments you know i don't need the fireworks mm. so that was him kind of making fun of what he loves to do and how he loves to express his love and then ending up with giving me something that that is more that is closer to my heart you know an intimate moment with us mm. and our family um, and it was my journey failing through it all because that's what, that's what our dating with, life with was each like. Big was, surprise, yeah, it was. A you know, because every time I would, and I write about this in the book, you know, <clears throat> I would do these grand gestures that would just fail miserably. I feel and that nobody ever got to see me fail at them because it was just this feel painful, that. awkward, terrible, like uncomfortable <laughs> dating experience. And uh, so, so when it came down to propose, I'm like, all right. The way to do this for me is I always wanted to do a big grand gesture proposal. I had thought about that before I even thought about the woman that I was going to be with. Mm. So now I found the woman and she doesn't want that. She doesn't want that. And so I, so I did all these grand things and I suck at them and I fail at them and I'm making fun of myself to get to where we really needed to be, mm. which was, I got to love her for her. Um, and the way she wants to be loved, not the way that I want to love her. Mm. To backtrack a little bit, the way we usually start out the podcast, I'm very curious how you guys met <laughs> and how the whole dating process started. Um, it's funny. You put, it, you put it on our website. You should tell that story. Our, our, date, our, our marriage website. Yeah. So it's hard to keep this short. We're going to try to jump in. <laughs> um, so he did a movie in Costa Rica in like 2007. It was a really bad movie. Um <laughs> Uh, I think there was a there was a uh, some sort of production company that bought it. They they thought it was going to be great, and then it turned out to be a huge failure. And then they decided to do some reshoots of that movie to kind of fix it to save it. And then the guy behind the movie was like, "No, I'm just going to raise more money and shoot the movie all over again." Jeez. He wanted Justin to be a part of that second version of the same movie. He said no because experience had been so bad. I was cast in the second movie. Had he said yes, we would have played boyfriend girlfriend in that second movie. Wow. He didn't. 
I started dating actually the guy who did play my boyfriend. She has a type. <laughs> um, I have a type. And then so that's how we met. I think we met at the screening of my version of the movie. I was just leaving uh, leaving the party and you were uh, with, entering the party with that, dude. with that dude and you showed up with your girlfriend. That's where we met in a the doorway. The dude who has no name. I love this. The dude. And there, there was like yeah. nothing there. It's like, oh, there's that guy from the first movie. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we kept running into each other in some weird ways in, in town in L.A. We we were in the same acting class for like two classes, not for very long. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's that guy again. He's really good. Um, we were both in relationships. And then finally, in 2010, we ran into each other at a, at a JC. <laughs> at an I, audition. I, I the story, the story it's is in the book. The whole thing's in the book. The whole thing is in the book. But at a J.C. Penney's Christmas commercial audition which I hadn't been auditioning for commercials at the time. And I was super depressed because I had just been cheated on. Mm. And uh, it was the week before I shaved my head. I went full, I went, you know, full Britney Spears <laughs> in that moment. And, um, <laughs> and I, uh, I shaved my head and felt amazing uh, doing it. But right before I had met her at this commercial audition and I was four hours late or something to the audition and we kind of looked at each other. And as it turns out, he had also, had the same thing happen to her that week, but we never talked about it. Wow. We, we were kind both of nodded at each very other. Very broken hearted. Just people. broken people. And that year I went on a deep spiritual journey, really connected back to my faith. She went on a deep spiritual journey. And a year later, almost to the week, I got 2011. 2011. I got a random call for an for a commercial audition. Again, I'd maybe gone on three that year for a JCPenney's Christmas commercial audition. And this time I showed up like four hours early because I could give, I didn't give a shit. I was just like, oh, this will be fun. And there she is. The only first person I see. Thank you, JT Penny. And I'm like, <laughs> and I just, for the first time I saw her, I was mm. single. She was, but I like saw her and it was like time stood still. And I write about that moment um, in the book and loved enough. Mm. And, uh, and we just started talking and it was almost like we were like being pushed together at that point in time. Now, it didn't just end up great after it wasn't like happily ever after we were pushed together and then the work started and it was actually very hard. That was shitty. Mm. <laughs> our, yeah. Our, we we, didn't, we didn't have a honeymoon phase at all, but that's how we kind of, that's how we met. Um, it was thanks to this, like, you know, these two terrible movies, her movie wasn't that much better than mine. It was not better. Uh, I agree. But it was because of the same people that were making it. It was literally the same movie, our wedding, our wedding uh, website. Okay. Like where it says like our story showed both trailers of the movies. It's amazing. And you can see they use footage from both of the movies in the trailers. They're just uh, Oh my gosh. And it was just really sweet. It was a very Hollywood-esque uh story that was really that really came down to timing and divine timing. I think at, I think at the end of it. One in five Americans have, quote, learn a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make twenty twenty four the year you finally check it off your list with Babel. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Plus, Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Andrew and I have been learning Spanish on Babbel, and it's been so fun. We've wanted to learn a new language for so long, and I've finally started. We've learned how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants, all without having to consult language apps, which is so cool. It's crazy how fast your brain picks up a new language when it's presented in a relatable way. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash eastfam. Again, get 60% off at babbel.com slash eastfam, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash eastfam. Rules and restrictions may apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by CBR, the Cord Blood Registry. If you have been a Couple Things listener for a while, you may have heard us mention Cord Blood Registry when we were pregnant with Drew. 
They're the leader in newborn stem cell preservation and for good reason. They have world-class facilities and a team of experts who do everything they can to ensure your newborn stem cells are safe, secure, and available in the future if you need them to protect your family's health. And they don't stop at preservation. They are actively investing in research and clinical trials too. Storing your child's stem cells today could give you access to the scientific breakthroughs of tomorrow. And they're working to make sure those breakthroughs actually happen. That's right. If you aren't familiar with CBR, their team uses these tiny cells to treat over 80 diseases and conditions like sickle cell anemia, leukemia, and other blood cancers. But what's really exciting are the possibilities for the future. Yes, because newborn stem cells could end up helping a lot of conditions that are far more common to us all. They are being studied for their role in regenerative medicine and could be used to help immune disorders, tissue damage, and even conditions related to COVID-19. CBR collects your newborn stem cells with your baby's cord blood and cord tissue when you give birth. You only have one opportunity to do this, so enroll to get your kit today. This is something Andrew and I put so much time and research in with Drew, and now we are doing with Little Man. We highly, highly recommend it. Harness the possibilities by going to cordblood.com right now. Use code CPLE to get $500 off collection and a free preservation kit. Once again, that's code CPLE. Go to cordblood.com and get your free preservation kit today. We're also going to link that down below. That's a big discount. It is. Let's get back to it. So there was a lot of work right out the gate, even when you're dating? Yeah. Wow. Why do you sound so confused by that? I uh, Well, I feel like in dating, it's, it's a little more honeymoon phase-ish where you're like oh yeah. this is great like I, let's go on adventures together i actually think it's refreshing though because it's the first time we've heard that but that's actually how marriage is so i feel like all dating experiences should start that way what really rough just yes. throw people I, right yes. in the fire I, <laughs> say, I say this in the book i literally you're, so you you got to read loved enough and we have to have a conversation afterwards yes yeah go ahead, i feel please. like with dating you put on such a facade for so long and you're just trying to impress each other and you're trying to like you just BS like BS your way through it pretty much. Mm. And then you get into marriage. You're like, oh my God, I'm stuck with you. Like, let's figure this out. I'm glad that's how you feel, man. Glad <laughs> yeah. that's how you feel. Okay. Um, on, on the days that I, I don't like you, yeah. I love you always. Yeah. But no, it, I, I feel like dating, we miss that because yes. whenever you get tired of each other, you go home and it's like, oh, I don't need to see him today or tomorrow. Well, marriage is different. Mm. And mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you guys worked through it before you got there. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's good to have a balance because it's been it, it was also very hard for us to have that much work to do so early on uh, when we had so little foundation to stand on. But I totally agree. It's so important to do the work. Dating can absolutely be fun and all of the things that it is. But if you don't start the work until you get married, I mean, this is why so, mar- so many marriages and, and relationships fail. Because people are not ready to do the work. They're not willing to do the work. The grass is greener and it's just like it starts. And I am really grateful that we had that opportunity to just be like, oh my God, we're such different people. But we want to be together. So how do we make this happen? And then we made it happen. It's probably the, it's why there's never been a question in our marriage, no matter what comes up. There's never been a, is this going to work or not work? Yeah. There's, because we've done such deep work from the beginning. And it's funny, but it's funny that you were like, it's so, it's so interesting that it was hard at the beginning because we have this myth that dating should be a thing, that we should have a honeymoon phase, right? But should we? Is it actually good for us? Look at, look at our divorce rates. Mm-hmm. Look at, look at and, the, and the marriages that make it, how many of those marriages are actually happy or are they staying together for kids or for other financial reasons? Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there really joy and, and love in a lot of, a lot of marriages today. And we have to ask ourselves, are we marrying the right people? And how do we know? And so it kind of goes back to our faith. Like in the Baha'i faith, we're told that that we should be investigating character. Right. So no matter who you are or what you are or what your, your sexual uh, orientation is or your gender, it's like, well, how are we dating? Are we dating from the outside in or the inside out? So mm-hmm. we should be investigating one's character while dating. And I make a joke and loved enough that Forget about like honeymoon phases and forget about like romantic first dates and trying to sweep people off of our, you know, sweep people off their feet. Like all these Disney movies have brainwashed us to do the, mm-hmm. the best first date. You want to have like a real uh, idea if you're going to be with the person, do therapy. 
Can you imagine if we normalize that shit? Like, can you imagine if like the if a first date was a therapy session and we're like, hey, let me get all my shit out on the table. You would just you would know pretty quickly if this is the person that you want to be with. But yet what we do is we just prolong the process. We fall madly in love with each other from the outside in. We confuse ourselves with all of dop- the dopamine and the sexual hormones. We replace conversations with sex and physical intimacy. And then we end up with somebody that we don't know. Mm-hmm. And then you finally get married. You have your honeymoon phase. It's awesome. The sex is great. We're together. And then shit hits the fan. And you realize you have no foundation and you have to build it in real time. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like... It's like living in a house while you're building it from the ground up. How do you live in a place where you're trying to build a foundation? Right. And that's why marriages aren't working, especially today in this on-demand swipe culture. We're not truly getting a chance to experience another person's trauma. And Noe, one of our best friends, she, mm-hmm. she, I remember early on, she gave me the best, in, the best analogy for what marriage is. Marriage is two people, each with lifetimes of shit and trauma, buying a plot of land and just taking all of that shit and the trauma and just dumping it in the front yard, (laughs) throwing it in the front yard, letting all that shit fertilize the soil and then building the foundation to your house out of it. That's what marriage Mm -hmm. is. You can't do it. If you don't, if you're, if you're, if if you don't know what somebody else's trauma and pain is, you can't do it. If somebody else doesn't know themselves or is not willing to do the work. And as Mm -hmm. we know, one person can't do all the work. It's got to be two people, but that's not acceptable today, which is why we get reactions, right? Like you, Mm -hmm. where you're like, well, that's, uh, so so tell me about that. That was so interesting because we're not used to it in our culture. Mm -hmm. We're not used to like just showing up messy and vulnerable and being Mm -hmm. like, all right, let's, I'm interested in dating, but you know what? I was abused when I was a kid and I got a lot of sexual stuff and I'm, you know, we don't have those kinds of conversations. I'm not, I'm not saying myself. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. As we know, one in five boys are abused. So oftentimes men never, ever admit to those things. Wow. You mentioned, did we marry the right person? Or do you have the belief that there's like one right choice there? That's a really good question. This is a deeper belief. (laughs) I have one version and you have yours. Yeah. What do you mean a deeper belief? Well, I think it, for me, it ties back to spirituality. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was going to say, no, I don't think it's just one person. I think you can absolutely make things work with more than just one person out of how, however many we are, 7 billion people. Yeah. Um, hmm. But I also believe, again, to go back to that deeper belief, I just think my feeling for us is that we are truly meant to be together. Of course, it could have ended up differently, but I feel like there is such a strong purpose here that it's almost like it just this just had to happen. Um, and I believe that there is like just a lot of, I mean, we, we believe in so many weird things. I don't want to come off as sound really well, that's strange. what I was trying to say. It's like, deeper, it's like a deeper thing. It's like, I believe that strings are pulled, right? It's not just up to what I want and what he wants. I think that there are strings being pulled. Let's just keep it to that for now. Um, there are powers that work for us. Well, I kind of want to say that. Okay, go, go for it. <laughs> okay. So we believe, so, so I believe. we believe that, I'll give you the short, the bridge version is that this life is a workshop. We're spiritual beings having a physical experience and and this is and like the womb in the womb we have everything that we need we're growing we're developing we're, we're growing eyes and ears and arms we're in the womb we're we don't have, we have no choice of what we're doing there we're just there and then one day we're born into this world and we need everything that we are developing we need our eyes our ears um and and we have a use for them we have use for all of these things and then we know we're going to die and one day we're going to die and we're going to be born into some other place we're not going to have any use for these physical things. We're only going to need the spiritual things, our spiritual eyes and ears, trustworthy, honesty, you know, love, kindness, steadfastness, all of these virtues. But in that place where we're going next, this is our spiritual belief, which is a world of its own, heaven, whatever religion you are, whatever you want to call it, there's an existence. We know energy cannot be created or destroyed. We believe that you can influence this world. Just like we, you right now, 28 weeks pregnant, can influence the brain of your child, your son that's in your belly. You could play classical music. You can talk mm-hmm. to him. We know scientifically that when your son is born, he's going to be able to understand the language in your voice as you've been talking to him, right? Well, we believe where we go next, the same thing can happen. So we have a spiritual belief that her father, as an example, um, has really guided us and brought us together. My 
friends who've passed away. I've been making documentaries about people who are dying for a very long time. Um, and, uh, and I have a lot of friends wherever that is in this next world of existence who I know are guiding me and helping me and pulling strings every day. And sometimes mm -hmm. our loved ones open doors, but we have to walk through them or sometimes doors open and they'll whisper in our ear that you should walk through them. And sometimes that looks like when things are really dark and you're dating, and at least with us, there's a little bit of a pull coming from somewhere else that keeps us together saying, now keep going, a dream, something like that. And we've experienced a lot of really cool moments where we feel like we're being guided and escorted by loved ones and friends and family who have already passed on and reminding us that there's a bigger reason that we're together and to get past our own trauma and our own shit. So forgive me, I'd actually never heard of the Baha'i faith until uh, I watched the, the video of, I think it was something you did last week with uh, like an interview about the, the faith and it was, it was interesting. So I actually was just, as you were describing that, thinking about uh, Finding Nemo, the movie, when they jump on the, uh, the Australian, the, the little the river current. Eastern Australian. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, where maybe, but the, am I right in saying the Baha'i faith doesn't believe in a God as much as like a continuing legacy that, that you're, you know, in the no, stream the Baha of? Faith believe, no, the Baha'i faith believes in God, <laughs> mm -hmm. but not in a guy in the sky with a beard. Yeah. Okay. So we believe that God is an unknowable essence. And that, how could we? Our finite minds will never yeah. understand something so infinite. So, exactly. You know, how could we ever picture in our minds the a thing, a being that could create the universe? Because we right. don't even understand the universe. We don't know where it begins and ends. We have no like time. Mm. How can we examine, like, imagine a world where time doesn't exist, or mm -hmm, space, or, or picture something that created time? So we're not able to fully comprehend it. So we assign God these attributes like he, she, it, whatever, but God is kind of exalted really beyond that, that stuff. And mm -hmm. if you, if God is the sun, then God sends rays to warm the earth. And those rays are the prophets of God, Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, these types of teachers who've come from the beginning to educate us. So yeah, we don't, we believe God is, is bigger than a thing and it, it and it will blow your brains trying to trying basically to that our religions fundamentally agree they're mm -hmm. all we believe that they're all talking about that same essence that same mm -hmm. god we're all one yeah it's funny to to watch you two interact uh emily provides such color to, to like yeah. almost encouragement uh -huh. as as you're talking justin it's, it's pretty great uh, i would like to so on on the issue of working in a relationship what comes to mind when I think of that are things like actually taking time for self-reflection and self-awareness. And then probably the next step after that is taking time to improve, you know, faults that I become aware of, whether that's through that self-reflection or through marriage, you know, or someone who knows balance me intimately. You. What's that balance for you? How much of it is marriage or how much of it is you realize <laughs> Uh, I feel like 5% are flaws that I found myself. 95 <laughs> yeah. are what? <laughs> That's what I was getting at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. But then they'll come back around to be ones that you've created, like you've uh, come across on your funny. own. That was funny. He'll never accept it. For, it's from me, but it will be implanted really? in you. Yeah, no, so, I'm kidding. I, no, 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 he no, does. Alex, he does, Alex, he does. That was a joke. But we were, we were uh, on your you have the man enough uh, interview series on your Wayfair uh, YouTube channel. And I know we have mutual friends in the Huffs as well. Derek's great, but actually some of the best uh, perspective that I've gotten was from Mark Ballas. Uh, and he says, dude, whenever your spouse or your partner gives you uh, advice or gives you a criticism, like critique, a, like hopefully that's coming from a place of love from them, but also you have to, as a receiver of that, honestly evaluate the the truth of that statement or the truth of that criticism there you know because very rarely do i just uh receive criticism from sean where she's totally off base it's like most of the time she's actually right like she might have delivered it in a way that hurt me or uh mm -hmm. you know maybe amplified some things but it's like no there's something there that i should look into you know and but, having the self-reflection within arguments within criticism within a marriage of however you deliver it comes with baggage and yeah. you have to learn how to communicate that and sift through that and say, okay, I delivered this poorly because of my own flaws, but mm -hmm. 
but I'm delivering it because of this reason. Yeah. And because I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ram Das has a really great quote and I might be butchering it now, but it's something like this. Um, he said that I can do nothing for you, but work on myself. Mm. You can do nothing for me, but work on yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's such truth in that because when we do that work on ourselves, deep, deep self-exploration, like, like Justin's book right here, it was pretty deep. Um, but when we do that work, I think it's easier for us to, when we see something in our partner that we don't love or doesn't quite work, then, then we can approach them with compassion mm-hmm. because we know how broken we are ourselves. And we like, I know my trauma. I know my crap. I know you have yours. So let me bring this to you in a way that doesn't like stab you in the gut um, because I know that's not going to help. I know what that feels like. Mm. And that way we can also, when we get that, um, not criticism, but like feedback from our partner, we immediately know that there is some sort of truth in that. There is some truth in what they are bringing to me and I am willing to look at it as I'm looking at all these other things. So I just feel like self-exploration and work on ourselves is like, it's it, it's it. And then after that, it's communication. Talk, talk, talk. Yeah, so there's an, there's an article with the headline of, uh, with you two, we fight every day, quote. <laughs> Justin and Emily Baldoni share relationship ups and downs during quarantine. But in it, you say uh, that you've, in some ways, kind of mastered communication. Can you talk about what your systems are, what your patterns are, or what you found helpful or, or hurtful? Seen, luckily, I don't Google myself. Because I'm like, what interview? Like, was what that? interview was that? I don't yeah, know, well, I've never said that. <laughs> you, all, you always Sorry. have to love like the one line that they piece together for like a headline. It's always like, no, okay, you should Google yourself, Justin. Out. There's some good shirtless oh. pics, dude. You sh- you might come across. You know, the last oh, thing I need. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Especially when you read chapter two, which is but big enough. The body image issue from head yeah. to toe. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, I have a lot of body image stuff. Go ahead, my love. Um, what was the question? Uh, you, oh, communication. It, it, yeah, yeah. How, what have you done Fight well? Every what every day. Yeah. Fight every day. Um, no. I, I would actually say I was not a very good communicator until, until Justin. I'm the kind of person who can absolutely go to bed angry. I almost want to <laughs> go to bed angry. Just like pull that grudge. And he's like, no, 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 no. We're, we're talking about this until we can like love each other mm. and spoon <laughs> and feel like we're okay. Um, so he's taught me a lot there, but I feel like communication, especially in marriage, it means more than just talking. It means um, authenticity and brutal honesty, not just with your partner, but with yourself. It's like, how do we talk in a way that we can come from love um, and kindness and also staying true to ourselves mm-hmm. and honoring ourselves and being authentic and also communication means that you better be a damn good listener because that's without that you have nothing. Mm. And I think for us, that's just been, it's been practice. I don't know how to perfect communication unless you just practice and practice and practice. Well, it's like anything else. I mean, you guys are athletes. Yeah. You don't get good at something by just showing up and then trying it once. All right. As a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, This has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the colorful chemistry kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. 
we got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code COUPLE. Today's show is brought to you by Verb. Babe, are you loving your park dates with baby girl? They're literally my favorite thing. It's so (laughs) fun to watch her get a bit braver every time we go, whether it's on the play set or her talking to other kids. She tries something new every time we go. I do have to say, though, that chasing around a toddler (laughs) is no joke. Right? These past few weeks have felt like a lot, but I think I have found the best product to crack the code on the afternoon slump, which is Burb Energy Bars. They are the freaking best. I definitely packed one for the park today. And if you don't know about this brand yet, they have created great tasting bars that have the right amount of caffeine in them to help you get through that afternoon workout or in our case, chase a toddler around the park. Plus nutrition side, the snack bars are gluten-free, plant-based and have as much caffeine as an espresso, but the caffeine comes from organic green tea, Mm. which means you get a smooth, long-lasting energy boost without the jitters. And they taste amazing. I know. They have the delicious flavors like cookie butter, double chocolate, salted peanut butter, peppermint mocha. My favorite, I was going to say my favorite is, is, is the double chocolate. Mine is definitely salted peanut butter. Okay. That one also is delicious. And we're excited that we've worked out a special deal for you, a couple things, listeners. You can receive 30% off Verb's best-selling bundles. It's a great way to try their most delicious flavors. All you have to do is go to verbenergy.com slash eastfam or use code eastfam at checkout to claim the deal. That's V-E-R-B-E-N-E-R-G-Y dot com slash eastfam. This discount is only valid for their bundles, so go ahead and try them out. We're going to link that down below, too. Let's get back to it. I feel like I I know the answer to this because you guys have shared a lot of how you've just decided to work through a lot of things from from day one, but you live in an area. We lived in L.A. for many years. Love it there. But Mm. where divorce is rampant. I mean, people are so quick to, to leave each other and say you're not the right person and the grass is greener or everything like that. And healthy marriages are almost, I don't want to say people look down on them, but they're just like, oh, that's just not going to work for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. How, how do you guys prevent being like that? And how do you live within a culture in a world where like we do, you're almost like an outlier? Yeah. How do you prevent being like your peers, you know? Um, well, first of all, yeah. first of all, we now live in the country. <laughs> mm. so we don't live in LA anymore. Mm-hmm. We've moved our family. We have a bunch of acres out here in Ojai, California. So we're staring at it at the beautiful Topa Topa mountain range Amazing. and our tiny house. Yeah, we're in our little tiny house. And right the fridge right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think it's for us, we, there's, I keep wanting to go back to faith because Mm-hmm. For us, none of it exists. No, it, none of it, it doesn't happen without faith. So that's where we're connected, right? So her, even her wedding ring, there's three rings on it. Mm. There's um, her, me, and the big one in the middle is God, right? Yeah. And and I think just like anything in life, especially in marriage, the why has got to be bigger than the two of us. At any given point in time, either one of us could destroy this marriage mm-hmm. easily with our own egos. Dang, I got chills. Yeah, it'd be very easy with her abandonment issues Dang. with her father, with my codependency. I mean, we could destroy like, this thing in a heartbeat. To be really honest with you guys, I had a moment just the other night. I was like, and this is really honest. <laughs> but like I was a wet puddle on the kitchen floor and I'm totally, cause I had a really big self exploration journey which brought up a lot of things. And I was like, I'm not good enough for this. Like you would be so much better off without me. Totally in my wounds and I just had to express it Never, Luck- never. Like, luckily, I mean, luckily I was aware of, I was like, these are my demons talking. I know that, but this mm-hmm. is why I'm crying so hard. Cause I feel like I should not be here. You know, like you would be, you would get everything that you need if you weren't with me. 
you know, and I think, and I think it's important to say that that just happened 48 hours ago because we are not perfect. The work continues. Mm -hmm. That was a very low moment for me, but I still have him. And we've been together for almost 10 years. So there and has to moment. be room and non-judgment around that, that those things will come up as we commit to work on our trauma and our wounds, right? But then it's like, what do we do to get, yeah, <laughs> to pick it, that wet pedal off the moment, floor? Even when she's in that place, I'm on the floor with her, reminding her that while she might not feel enough, she's everything I've ever dreamed of. Hmm. And it's the fact that we can even have the conversation that she feels safe enough to say these things while saying, this is not how I feel. These are my demons that are coming out. And that's the big difference. Right. We so often don't know ourselves enough that's to true. distinguish between what is our ego and our demons and our trauma and how we actually feel. They're two different paths that we take in our minds. And she has the wherewithal because of her deep, mm. deep work to know, I don't feel this way. This is what my demons are telling me right now. And I want to say this out loud. And I'm saying, tell your demons, thanks for sharing. Mm. But I love you, not despite all of your trauma, but because of it. You're my person, 100% of you. I bought into you. Mm. And I love that part of you, that trauma, that, that stuff your abandonment issues are a part of you. And I love those too. Even though those hurt me, those manifest in behaviors that can hurt me and cause me trauma, you would not be who you are without it. Mm. She wouldn't, Emily wouldn't be who she is without her father being an alcoholic and passing away young. She would not be the woman that I'm madly in love with. So, right. right? Yeah. So I think it's really important to then think about mm. the bigger picture. And I want to go back to faith, which is, that is the thing for us mm -hmm. that always keeps us together because it's not even an option. It's like when you, when you recognize that you are a spiritual being having a physical experience, then regardless of what comes up in a marriage, it's not that big of a deal. Because mm. at the end of our lives, if you flash forward to being 80 or 90 years old, our marriage is going to look very different than it does today. And the issues that we're fighting about now are not going to be the issues we're going to have when we're 80 or 90 years old, mm -hmm. you know? And so we just have to, put things into perspective. We oftentimes, we have context collapse on the internet and social media, and we have it in our own marriages. Mm -hmm. You don't think about the big picture. And so for us, it's faith. It's, it's the why it's our children. It's love. It's, mm. it's, it's being in community together as husband and wife for spiritual growth and development. Our marriage, right? What is marriage? Marriage isn't just a good time. <laughs> We're married together. This is our gym. Yeah. We go to the gym together. Yeah. Right. So there's some days when I'm helping her and I'm spotting her. And there's some days where she's spotting me. Yeah. And as long as we're growing in one. that, like as long as we're growing in that way, then it's working. So at the end of it, like we, like we can have a moment like that, hold each other, talk to each other, mm -hmm. be with each other. And then the next day have the most beautiful physical experience of our entire lives because we're in it together and we're there. And that is what marriage is, but most people don't know how to hold it and don't stick around for that second part. It's just like a cold mm. plunge. How do we feel right. after we jump in cold mm. water? Because there's always a reward. You feel amazing afterwards. Mm -hmm. You feel amazing after you like dig into yourself and dig all that shit up mm. and you lay it out and you have this moment. And you know what? It might look messy and I might be attacked. I might become a victim for a second. Who knows? But boy, if I can hold it and sit with it, if she can hold my stuff, we get out of that cold plunge mm. boy you feel like you are alive dang mm. that's that's really important mm. everything you just shared right there thank you for voicing it so well i could never have verbalized that but uh it made me think of there's a navy seal i was listening talk to discuss this concept of self-imposed suffering and it's it's like similar to the you know uh, no, this was Dan Crenshaw. Or maybe he was okay. a Navy SEAL. Yeah, he was a SEAL. Or he's a senator now, whatever. But uh, he, it's kind of like delayed gratification to some extent where like you can either take the immediate, uh, you know, easy route and and jump in the warm bath or realize that it's going to be better in the long run if you suffer a little bit, if you uh, like voluntarily suffer and then the the feeling of repair and replenishment that you get out of the cold tub, even though you went through that suffering is much greater. But our, um, our next question was going to be about, you know, what was it in the other person that made you voluntarily want to make it work? And 
first of all, it gets me pumped up to hear you talk about marriage and like this self-exploration and, and self-discovery because I feel like marriage is the best vehicle for that. Where it's like, just like we were talking about the cr- criticism from other person, dude, you're looking into a mirror every single day and getting feedback and there's no uh, better way for self-improvement than like actually, you know, going through that yeah. process. But yeah. it's, I, I love what you said about, you know, these demons that we each have, the baggage that we each have is what makes you, you. And for you to say that it's not, you know, Emily's eye color or her laugh or, you know, the, the more uppity things, it's, mm-hmm. it's also mm-hmm. the, the darker stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. kind of what makes it worth it. And that's the beauty that you see is really powerful because that way, when you are going through a hard time, I feel like you can actually point to that and be like, Oh, that's a demon. And you know what? They help make you, you. So anyway, right. That was deep stuff, dude. That was freaking deep stuff, man. <laughs> Dang. That's good. We live in that space. What we're working on next is we like it. the balance of also the lightness. Mm-hmm. Cause we kind of look at the last 10 years and we're like, all right, we've done so much deep work and we're going to continue to do deep work. And now this next phase of our marriage, we're both actively looking at, okay, it's one of the reasons why we moved to Ojai. We're actively looking at, okay, how do we bring a, more of the lightness in, right? It's like soil. Mm. Soil has all of these different layers right. and all of these different ingredients that make it rich. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need all of them in a full life and in a full marriage. And we've done so much good work. Joy, adventure. Yeah. So that's the next small, phase. Small things and the big things. Yeah. Dancing I mean, that, that more is, and like just being more free and flowing. We've done so much of yeah. that depth that deep work together. And now we want to sprinkle in, all right, what does more joy look like for us? What does more adventure look like for us? And we think that mm-hmm. because we've done so much of the foundational work, the joy is going to be richer. Mm-hmm. And that's like the next phase of our marriage, what we're looking at. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let me, this is going to sound ridiculous, but let me recommend e-bikes. If you have not tried an electric bike, it is dude, it's the best. You guys will have a ball. So rent them out, try it. And it. See- they also don't live in the hills of Nashville. Yeah, that's so, true. California. We, have, we yeah. actually don't have any pavement here. We're all. Yeah, but there's a great bike path that goes Ohio. all the way yeah. in Ohio that goes all the way down we'll to Ventura. Them. We'll rent the e-bikes. We have, uh, we, have, we, have, we have rangers. We're doing it. We got the Polaris yeah. Ranger and the, and the John Deere Gators that we drive around. In our <laughs> okay, sick. Uh-huh. That's awesome. I love that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationship. I agree, and therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with a therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. So kind of a two-part question, but... Transitioning into babies, you guys have a daughter and a son. Yeah, mm-hmm. five and a half and three and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, well, no, Maya's almost six. Oh she'll, she'll be six no, in June. I don't want her to be six. <laughs> and oh. Maxwell is, is three and a half. My little baby. It goes so fast. I felt like I so had fast. my daughter yesterday, and she's almost two. It's yeah. crazy. But big question: within the relationship realm, within everything that we've kind of talked about, what's the one thing that you would want to teach both of them? about relationships and then yeah i'll i'll leave the second part after that you go first last your water by the way i know you, yeah you keep moving. The, the, the problem is that you when you take my water you drink all of it like this. that's what he, that's what he does and i, I love get, a guy who appreciates hydration i love that I, no, but it's much hydration i brought the, i brought uh, the glass in here i pour the did water you not notice i took a super small sip on purpose because i okay i know that right and i'm and i'm not gonna finish cool. it cool do not finish Justin, it. are you hydrated enough? That's the question. No, he's not. That's because the next I've been chapter. doing interviews since 6 a.m. and I'm so <laughs> amped up on coffee. I'm going to hear, if I listen to this podcast back, I'm going to be like, Jesus, Justin, slow down. Are you yeah. so, I've just been drinking coffee all morning. If you were in this room with me, you'd feel it. And it's and so I'm just I but just want to sip of water, but I'm not going to take all your water. <laughs> Thank you. I love um, this. I love it. 
the um she, she didn't see her move the glass <laughs> i brought it over here and then she moved the glass and she put it as far away as possible uh -huh. my side hmm. what would we teach them about relationships oh my gosh there is so much uh it's such a good question and such a hard question i feel like i, I think it's really important that we teach them the things that we that we just talked about that it's it's not about only honoring yourself and on, or only honoring the other person um why can't i find the words at all right now i wish i had your coffee brain mm. it's like like know thyself right yeah who's ever quote that was is that shakespeare know thyself well, baha'u'llah says baha'u'llah says one should know man should know himself what leads him to loftiness or yes glory or honor so to like to do that work and and as something that we can do when they're young is just to teach them mindfulness which is like walking in nature in silence and then moving their bodies and dancing to different rhythms. And it's all of the things just to create that deep mindfulness of the present moment, right? Because in that, in that moment, you have the keys to everything. You can listen to the cues of your body, what your mind is doing, and, mm -hmm. and you can just be with yourself. And that's what kids are so good at doing naturally. So I just want to keep teaching, teaching them that right now, because that will then make it easier for them as adults to do that self-exploration and that self-discovery that we've been talking about. And when you do that work, you are just a great partner, whether that's a colleague or a wife or a husband or a family member, sister, brother, whatever it is, it's just easier to be with people that know themselves um, because they don't lay their anxiety on top of you to fix it. These are people that can hold it for themselves. And I think that is, is one of the first ingredients to a successful relationship, whatever relationship that might be. Mm. And I would also say that even though they do that work, they're still going to screw up. Oh yeah. And, like you, and you're and, human. And that's the thing. And which brings which is my, what I would want to teach the kids about relationships and what I think you and I are are doing well is modeling the ups and the downs of marriage. Oh yeah, so the not I having think, to be perfect. I think our kids learn from us in two ways. They learn from what we say and they learn from what we do. Mm. So mostly often, from what we do. It's the mirror, it's the combination of those things. So I often say my actions today are their memories tomorrow. So mm. some, something that Emily and I have done is because you know we've all seen those parents who refuse to fight in front of the kids or we've seen parents who fight and just don't hold back in front of the kids. Mm. But oftentimes what doesn't happen is the conversation about what the kids have witnessed. And kids are smart. Mm -hmm. They're these small two, three, four-year-old, five-year-old brains that take everything in. They are so much smarter than we give them credit for. And so what Emily and I are doing, and in moments where we're frustrated with each other, we voice our frustrations to the kids and say, mommy and daddy, love each other very much, but mommy's annoying daddy and daddy's annoying mommy. And mm -hmm. what's happening right now doesn't mean that we don't love each other. And we talk about it. We call it out and we say, and guess what? You don't have to take care of us. You don't have to fix us because oftentimes kids will want to fix us, mm -hmm. right? A lot of damage is done in parenting mm -hmm. because kids grow up thinking that they have to fix their parents and take care of their parents That's where codependency originates, right? Mm -hmm. So we try to teach our kids in the good and the bad, we, we express love and show physical affection all the time in front of our kids. And so sometimes we'll just like, I'll just grab her and we'll just kiss. And our kids look at us and they go like this. Are you guys getting married? Because every time we kiss, they say we're getting married and it's sweet. And we get married a lot. And our kids will grow up seeing that, that their parents also get annoyed at each other. Yeah. Also get frustrated and angry and that they don't have to protect one or the other. Because there's also balance there. And also we show love and we don't hold that back. And so by showing our imperfections, by showing that we're human, they can grow up having a healthy, balanced expectation and idea of what they can expect in a marriage. Because it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Mm -hmm. And everybody's shit stinks. And it's important that they grow up knowing that. Well, Justin, Emily, you shared a lot of good stuff uh, over the past hour. So I appreciate you giving us the time. Justin, I appreciate you bringing us this book and Emily, you're rolling it as well. Uh, we will link. This book exists because of the mirror and mm. the woman that she is pushing me to be a better man so I can become a better human. Doesn't Emily, 
unfortunately, I don't think we'll have time to talk about AMA, but she, Emily does have a company called AMA, which is all about celebrating honest motherhood. Um, it is going really well. It's a lifestyle brand for mamas. So our mission and our passion is to support mamas in their transformation because motherhood, as you guys know, is definitely transformation. It's so easy. (laughs) Like we have everything we need. We have all the support that we could possibly need. So yeah, I was say I'm I'm in the thick of it, so I'm gonna check it out. So I'm please do. I'm 28 weeks pregnant with the worst allergies in the world, and you obviously can't take anything. So congratulations! <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah. maybe we could have you on for a part two. Uh, but we appreciate um, your time. If you mm-hmm. want to listen to Justin actually read this book himself, he's the narrator uh, of of the book, so you can get that it's on. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> fall asleep to your voice. But um, <laughs> we will link information on on that down below, as well as things like Justin's TED Talk and uh, Justin and Emily's proposal. But Justin, Emily, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thank, thank you, for, you so thank much you for having for creating us. the space for us. It's really sweet. It's important work yeah. you guys are doing. Yes, thank you. Thank you. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there, we don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.